0: Hello, friends, and welcome to My Miniature Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Carf. This podcast is about all things miniature. We will explore the world of minis and all its raw talent, dedication, patience, and the new energy of this art form. Hear from miniature hobbyists and professionals from all over the world. We will gain a deeper insight into the creative processes that drive them. We will also explore what their biggest struggles are, their most devastating failures, and the most uplifting successes. I hope to encourage and inspire you in your miniature hobby because even the ordinary become extraordinary in miniature. Hey Brittany, how are you? Good, how are you? Can you hear me okay? Yes. Good. Mm Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Where are you calling in from?
1: Um, Like where do I live or where am I at? (laughs) Well, where do you live? Um, In Georgia, like north of Atlanta, the suburbs, basically.
0: Okay, so a lot warmer there than here in cold Wisconsin.
1: Well, yeah, probably more than there, but we actually just got some snow. So it's there's still a little snow out there, which only happens like Every two years, rarely. Oh, so, so it- what are you like a dusting a half an inch or a, like what? Uh, did- I don't know. What do they say? Some parts of North Georgia got like eight to ten. Oh, wow. but okay. it was like part of this winter storm that came through. But I think here it was maybe like two inches.
0: Okay, so it's still a good amount. Here we don't have a lot of snow, but the temperature it's supposed to be like high as seven tomorrow, so yay. <laughs>
1: God, yeah, I always that's
0: ask a- my husband why do we live here again why Wisconsin but it is what it is so well thank you I looking at your Instagram and you were like um you know everything you have like every amazing mini tool that there is and So when I was looking at your feed, I'm like, well, she's got to have like an art major background or like she's a graphic designer. And then when you said you're a registered nurse, I was like, okay, Uh wow, registered nurse with all these cool
1: gadgets. So how did you get started? And I'm just curious. Right. Yeah, no, that makes no sense at all, really. Um, And I never saw this ever becoming a hobby of mine, really like no no thought of it at all. Like I never even had a dollhouse as a kid, like nothing. Um, So it came about was we have three little girls and I always wanted a dollhouse as a kid. I had a friend that had one. I thought it was really cool. So coming up with Christmas ideas, we're like, let's get a, a nice big dollhouse for them that, you know, we can make it nice and then they can have it, you know, hopefully maybe keep it and pass it down to their kids one day. So we bought one made. We're like, I was going to go buy some furniture and I started looking, it was so expensive. So I was like, you know, I could probably make this. So I just started making, you know, like a bed, a couch, uh, different things. And everybody's like, wow, that's pretty good. And I'm like, I'm just copying things I've seen, you know, and it just kind of escalated from there, really. I've always enjoyed building things and art stuff. I was just never that good at art. <laughs> I, can't, I can't draw for anything, um, but I enjoy it. And so it just, you know, you build a piece of furniture like a dresser and then it was, well, I need handles for it. Again, go to look to buy them. And you're like, wow, it's like $8 for four tiny little handles. Like I could make that. So <laughs> oh, Then I got my 3D printer and that's how it started. So a couple questions. Did
0: you, so you built the actual dollhouse or did you buy it? No,
1: no, we bought basically a shell um, that was already assembled. So it didn't have any wall, like the walls weren't in it. It didn't have flooring or anything, but it was a shell. And then we were going to finish it.
0: Okay. And but how long do you think it took you to finish it?
1: Well, it's still not finished, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's almost finished, but we—my uh, husband actually wanted to make it wired. So, and he's never done any of this stuff either, and he's not into it at all anymore. But he wanted to wire it, so that took a lot of time. But he did all the wiring, and then I've been slowly finishing out the flooring and different things, and it's just taken us a lot of time, but. <laughs> So it's the doll
0: the dollhouse now turned into mom's dollhouse or can the girls
1: play with it at all? Oh no, it's still theirs. Okay. It is definitely theirs. Like I actually don't have one for me. Um I just enjoy making the stuff for it and I enjoy doing it for other people. Um I really like when they message me or contact me and ask for something specific. It kind of gets me excited. It's like something new. It's kind of like a challenge to see: can you make this? So that's. Can that's you give me an
0: example of something that you've custom made for someone?
1: Oh, uh, lots and lots of things. Um, some wood, a lot of three D printing, because not everybody is, uh, you know, really in, gets the three D printing because it, it is quite complicated. Mm-hmm. So there's been, you know, different light fixtures, um, certain handles on things, um, furniture. I've done a lot of bathroom vanities, I've done some kitchen sinks or cabinets, chairs, tables. I mean, really just about every anything I've made at least one of them probably.
0: <laughs> so let's talk like, how did you even know about 3D printing or is it Instagram or how did you come about?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it was when I was just making the furniture for my kid's house, Um, again, it was the handles, like buying the handles and buying them is even kind of hard. Like they're not easily accessible. Like you have to buy them from a specialty shop. Mm -hmm. So I just started thinking about, I saw that people were making them with like different jewelry items, beads and things. And I tried that, but I just didn't like that it didn't for me it didn't work i like realism you know i want it to look real so and then i just started i don't i can't even exactly remember where i came up with the idea of 3d printing but then i really dug into like researching it um a lot of research in the different kinds of printers from the filament to the resin and then which one is better for miniatures i watched a lot of youtube videos about them and then Basically, it came out like if you want very small items with some detail, then you needed a resin printer. So I bought one, like bottom line, like a cheap little one. I was like, you know, I'll just play around and see if I actually like it because I'm really not a tech person. Like <laughs> I've never been into all this technology stuff, and I definitely am not, <laughs> definitely not good with computers before besides just like your basic things but if you get one like you kind of have to be you have to dig in and really get into it you can't just lightly do 3d printing like no you got to get in there so oh yeah i agree that so I what to did you a- which i got the um it was from any cubic and it was just like their basic bottom i think it was just the photon i think it was okay it was one of their smallest wines, and then i did that for a, just a few months maybe two months and i was like all right i need bigger because it was small and i'm like i want to do more and i was getting more and more into it like how exciting it is that you can create something and then it builds it like mm-hmm. that's just amazing to me so, what, so what, I, what do you use now i still have to go with the company any cubic i really like theirs mm-hmm. i haven't had any problem with the company um, but now I have the Photon Mono X, which is their biggest builder plate for resin right now.
0: Would you say that's the only difference between their big one and their small one? Is just the plate, or does it is it faster, or anything else?
1: Yeah, it is definitely very different. Um, it has higher resolution it can make, um, so you get more detail. It's much bigger. Um, it's also much faster. Okay. So when I was started making bathtubs, which is one of my biggest sellers, everybody loves their bathtubs. It would take, you could say like maybe 12 hours to print on that first printer, where now it's only eight hours. So it definitely cut the time down. They still take a long time, but it's mm-hmm. it's faster. And I can make more than just one at a time as well, which is very helpful. Oh, that is a lot bigger than,
0: I'm still using that introductory one, but yep. the one thing I don't like, and maybe what, what's your thoughts on like, so funny you get it, you model it, you print it, then you gotta sand it and paint it. I always hate that part. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, I do too. <laughs> like I said, the um, bathtubs is one of my biggest selling things that I have and they require the most of that because you want your bathtub to be smooth and shiny So it requires a lot of the sanding and it does get exhausting. My arms, like my shoulders start hurting after a while from it. And it just seems so silly. It's like this tiny little bathtub, like takes so much effort. Um, But it does pay off. I think in the end, Mm -hmm. because you can make exactly what you want it to be, Mm -hmm. you know, and it just so happens that other people like it too. So it worked out for me because originally I bought it for us but it's, then it's become, you know, other people like it and want it too. So it helped me pay for that printer.
0: <laughs> That's so cool that you never thought you would be doing this and it, how it mm-hmm. just morphed into that. That's so amazing. So to print your 3D, do you use a, a spray gun or use a, a spray can? How do you, what's your tip for painting?
1: For me, I like doing uh, spray cans right now. I mean, I've thought about the spray guns, but that's like more equipment that I just haven't mm-hmm. dived into yet. And I don't exactly have a great place for it right now. It's like in my garage. So it's not ideal, but um, right now I just use spray paints and that way it's like an even coat without any brush strokes on it. So it looks more real.
0: Yeah. And well, like I said, Wisconsin I can't spray paint here,
1: you know, Mm -hmm. in the winter.
0: So it's so hard. That's like seven months basically. (laughs) Okay. Maybe not that much, but a long time where I can't use spray cans. It's, it's not fun.
1: Yeah. With it being so cold right now, I definitely understand that. I've, I've had to bring my cans inside to have them warm up, go out and spray and then bring it back inside because I don't want all the dust and fumes and everything in the house, obviously, but it's definitely more challenging when it's cold. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. For sure. So what program are you using to
1: create your 3D um, models? I really, I mean, I'm still, again, this is still really new to me. It's been less than a year that I've been doing it, but I still just use Tinkercad right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I tried, I tried really hard of getting into like the Fusion, I think it's Fusion 360, but it was just so complicated. I I gave up. So (laughs) I'm just back to Tinkercad really is where I do most
0: of mine. That's me too. I even bought Skillshare thinking I was going to teach myself Fusion 360. And let's just say I bought it in October and I haven't touched it. So I feel your pain there. It's just learning (laughs) another new program. And yeah, but Tinkercad, I feel like you can do a lot for sure. Um, So is it just YouTube if you're stuck or where do you go for inspiration on or tips? And if you're stuck with something. Like, how do you um, learn Tinkercad?
1: Yeah, that's some, uh, I guess, for that, it's more just practicing, just messing around with it and adjusting things here and there. Um, I've also seen different people on Instagram that use it, and I've seen their tr- tips and tricks too. And it's just taking a little bit in from everywhere like I have learned so much from all the different people on Instagram from just their regular post of like oh that's an interesting you know interesting way that they did it mm-hmm. maybe I, that would make it easier than the way I've been doing it um but I think you know taking those in those little tips and tricks from people but also just messing around with it frequently of different things like when somebody asks for something I'll go in there and start messing with the shapes and see if like I can make it look that way by adding these different shapes taking away things I mean it's just a it's it's kind of like geometry you know back in school and adding shapes and angles and all the different math I never thought I would use math so much in my life
0: but here we are (laughs) you must have a lot of patience because
1: I actually you know I really don't I my husband tells me all the time I have like no patience at all so it's just, um, I think it's the end result that I like now, if it didn't come out well, then I do get very frustrated and I like want to give up. Like, no, nope, I tried it. It didn't come out. I don't like this moving on. <laughs> but when you get the end result that you wanted and it's very satisfying, especially if it's for somebody and they are so excited and be like, that's exactly what I wanted. And oh, okay. It was worth it. You know, all that time was worth it.
0: Well, you've come a long way in one year. I'm amazed when I look at your photos and everything that you've only been doing this for a year. So kudos to you. And it looks like you also have a laser cutter. Yes, that's my newest love. (laughs) You started that because of this newfound passion of miniatures or did you know how to laser cut before that?
1: No, nope. Um, That came... Because I really, like in the beginning, I like working with wood. I've always liked that. My my dad was in construction when I was a kid and I would help out um, every now and then um, when I'd stay with them and I just always liked building things. I thought it was pretty cool. So I I liked working with wood, <clears throat> but it's harder to do getting those exact, I guess the hardest part is like getting those exact angles and getting those straight lines when you're trying to build furniture. It can't be crooked or the whole thing is gonna look off. So that was always my big frustration with building the miniature furniture when I was just using a craft knife and a ruler, You know, it was trying to get them straight. So I actually first got the Cricut Maker, my husband got it for me and tried using that for cutting the wood But even that was frustrating. It didn't always cut it straight either because it would kind of get caught on the grain. So then it felt like I was just wasting a lot of wood using that and more time. So then I eventually, now that like, you know my business was picking up and I was getting more income I felt more comfortable to go buy something a little more expensive like the laser cutter and it is fantastic like no regrets on that i can get perfectly straight angles straight lines i mean it's exact measurement like it that has been so nice and which one did you get what laser cutter i got um it's from flux is the company and it's the bmo bmo yeah
0: i I researched that one it's a smaller bed Mm -hmm. right like is it like eight by twelve or something like pretty small yeah
1: it is it is smaller than like the glow forge um but it's also like a lot cheaper too yeah so it, it's kind of like the same thing i did with 3d printer is I, i'll start with a smaller one and see right. how it goes but also i'm also making all miniature stuff so i don't necessarily need a very large you know cut area either so it's it's worked out really well i really enjoy it the program for it is really simple easy if you can If you can make 3D stuff, you can definitely do the laser cutter. It's much easier. It's just that 2D image instead of the 3D. So I
0: thought I was at kind of an advantage because being a graphic designer, I know Illustrator. So to Mm -hmm. me to bring the files over for 3D printing or I'm sorry, laser cutting, I thought I was a little bit out of advantage, but so they have a pretty good program that's easy to learn then for BMO. Are you Lightburn or what are you using?
1: It's just theirs. I mean, it's for the, it's what you would, I don't know how Glowforge works, but I'm assuming you probably have to transfer files to theirs to do it, but I don't really know.
0: But I have a thunder, so I'm not sure about the Glowforge either, but.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know, but it it's from the company, you know, when you buy one, this is what you send from this to the cutter. And I mean, it's just like, it's basic and But it's easy to use. And I've been using that. And I just recently started trying to use Illustrator. And I'm still learning that one because there's a lot more that you can do with that. And I've never used it before. But it definitely, that is more detailed than the one that comes with the cutter. But as far as like getting started, it's easy to jump on and add some shapes, put them together and make a cut. So you have three
0: small girls. Where do you find time to learn all this you have like
1: time cut out like this is mom time me time or is it? Uh, no not really um I my older two they're they're nine six and three so the older two are in school during the day um the younger one she I mean she's in and out she's around she's playing I mean my office is our house is kind of more like a open concept area so it's not shut off or anything. So she kind of just around playing and watch a show and then come talk to me. I mean, it's just little bits throughout the day. I don't have any specific time. It just mm-hmm. kind of in between things, you know, and never, sometimes it'll be, I'll stay up late when everybody goes to bed. So then I can just have a specific time where nobody's going to interrupt me.
0: <laughs> yeah. When you said that, I was like, wow, she's like my hero. She has like, three young girls and all this time and still creating. And are you still working um, as a nurse then or will this miniatures maybe be a full-time gig?
1: No, um, this is still my hobby really. Um, I, I, like I said, I enjoy building and making things, um, but I also really still like working in the hospital. Uh, Once we had a couple kids, it was, I had to cut back more and more. It just made more sense. It's really hard to work 12 hour shifts. Um, and have little kids, and my husband is—he works in healthcare as well, and his um, schedule is changing, and it's unpredictable at times. Okay. So I do still work at the hospital about once a month on a weekend, um, but otherwise, I'm at home always.
0: <laughs> if someone said to you, "Why, why managers?" I get this question a lot. Like kind of weird looks like you do what i'm like yes i love dollhouse miniatures like do you have a reason that you would tell them i like it because
1: i like it because i can do it in my house um (laughs) so actually before i we even bought the dollhouse i was getting different types of furniture and i would refinish them um like i did a couple desks i did a dresser different things like that but they're like real size Yes. Yes. Like real size. So they're large. It takes up a lot more time, energy, space, and I enjoy it, but I can't be doing that all the time, especially in the winter. I'm not hanging out outside for hours on this piece of furniture. So with miniatures, I can do it inside. It's smaller scale, but it still kind of feels like the same thing. I'm still using a lot of the same ideas for it. Mm -hmm. So I just enjoy that building Making something and helping other people get what they want too. Yeah, that's so cool. Do you have any tips or tricks for like finishing a
0: piece? Like the stains you like, do you use wax, shoe polish? I I've seen people use. What do you no. like to finish with? Uh,
1: see that that's that's my weak spot is uh, the specialty finishes and stuff. Like I'm I can't quite do that yet. Um, my part is the building mainly. As far as finishing when I, when I do finish something I make, especially the wood items well actually all of them um, is sanding make sure the sanding is really well and dust it off like no dust left on it. And then I like I said I like spray paints, even I found a spray paint that is a stain like a wood color stain that you can still see the wood grain I use that. Um, a spray
0: can that's interesting.
1: Yes. And I've only found one brand that does it. I think it's from Michael's and I love it. It works. It looks just like stain, but it's spray. So it works well. Um
0: Yeah. Like you said, I hate when you paint and you get the strokes from the paintbrush. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. That bothers me a lot. <laughs> so that's why the spraying just works really well for me. Um And then also the spray works well too, because with, wood furniture especially these tiny ones it's hard to keep the glue off of it and if you get any bit of glue on the wood and then try to stain it after it won't take the stain so it'll look splotchy but the spray doesn't do that it'll still cover it and look just fine I want some so do you recommend do you ever like spray your pieces
0: first and then put them together
1: I have but I find that sometimes when I do that, or a lot of times when I do that it takes away my measurements it because it adds another little layer so then things don't fit perfectly like they would before they were painted. Interesting. Um, so it would just depend on the piece if it's a simple box then sure, but if it's like got drawers or doors on it, then I, I don't but I want to make sure everything fits right and has the right space.
0: Yes. Well, that's interesting. Yes, I do know. I've done that before, where you glue and then you go to stain, and you're like, oh, like yeah, it ruins your piece basically. Yep. It's Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, where do you get your inspiration for our for what to build? Are you looking at magazines, internet?
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah, a little bit of everywhere. Uh, I guess well, sometimes people send me pictures of something they like la- they want, and I just do that. Um. Other times it would be from an advertisement or a picture I see from some home interior designer, you know, and they have some piece of furniture. Um, and sometimes I got like an advertisement in the mail, like it did jump mail like crazy, but one, it was like a pottery barn and they had a bathroom vanity on it. And that's what I was like, oh, I got to make that. Like, it looks so cool. I want to make it smaller. Um, so a little bit of everywhere I definitely don't come up with them in my mind like I have to see a piece and then I can recreate it um very rarely have I just come up with something on my own and made it I normally see something as inspiration and then remake it so
0: what's your process then is it like okay I want to make this piece then you gotta get the dimensions probably convert them are you like have to draw it out like me like I have to see it on paper (laughs) put it through the laser
1: yes yes exactly that's it's kind of comical to me like it probably takes me a lot more time the way that I do it but I have to write it down and I write out all my measurements and sometimes I actually just bought some graph paper recently because I like to see it in front of me because you have on a screen it's not exactly to scale you know on the screen you can't see it in the same size as it's going to come out so yeah, I write it, I draw it out, I write it out, I get all my measurements, and then I go to the program and put it in.
0: Okay, yeah, you're kind of like me, same way. Yeah, it's so much fun, It's but it's also frustrating, I think, when you're doing a laser because one little measurement and it doesn't fit. Where like, if you're building it by hand, you can like, oh, I'll just sand this a little more. Or,
1: mm-hmm.
0: So it is mm-hmm. it's a lot different. I've heard someone say, well, you're kind of cheating if you use a laser and it's like, I don't think so. I think it's a whole new art form on its own. It's got its challenges and you know, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't build it for you. It doesn't do the measurements for you. Like that is the hardest part is getting all the measurements correctly. Mm -hmm. And depending on your laser and depending on what you're using to cut is how you need to measure that wood too. Because the laser cutter, can make a larger cut than say just a straight knife, so your measurements may be a millimeter too off. So there's always an adjustment. It is definitely I don't think it's cheating. Um, it just saves my finger from some pain from using a knife. <laughs> Have you found any material
0: like that's my biggest thing too is supplies. I feel like I haven't found like that perfect wood yet. And like mm-hmm. you said, if you change up woods, your your settings are could be all different so yeah frustrating to me is finding that perfect
1: wood supplies what i like to use is basswood um that's what i use for everything um like an eighth of an inch or 16 no i use like mainly i do the 116 and the 332 and mom, and though i think it's the 132 are my main ones i use the smaller um
0: I know I some like people
1: fast though is like very flexible I in this really thin one which when I use the really thin one it's mainly for just like a trend piece that's already on top of another piece of wood mm-hmm. but by itself the thin ones yes but the bigger ones no mm-hmm. they're not um now I know that some people had you balsa wood but I really do not like balsa I feel like it doesn't it definitely doesn't stain or paint well and it's so soft that it it can create a lot of dents and divots very easily like Mm -hmm. I just have never really liked that one okay yeah and I'll have
0: to look into a smaller I just feel like basswood whenever I got it was really flimsy but it could be where I got it from again I'm I'm still searching for that perfect wood I guess
1: yeah well the, the little thicker um pieces I think I don't find them very flimsy at least for what I I've seen anyway um I just find that it's a nicer quality to use for the furniture and they paint well and you can stain them okay and that's just how I've been you know um who is that there's a oh my gosh now her name is going to escape me but the lady that makes furniture on YouTube all the time was it like a maker or squares Squid Julia no, Julia oh my gosh oh my gosh I'm oh gonna forget. Julie Warren yes like she's the one that I originally when I first wanted to make a piece of furniture I watched her videos and I loved it like she did so good at explaining it and going through each piece but um she uses a lot of basswood too okay so that's kind of how I got into the bass, but I completely forgot to mention her earlier, but definitely she's, she's great. And I think she has several books out about it
0: too. Yes, actually. Yeah. I saw him on Amazon. That's how I, her name. Yeah. That's where I thought of it. So yes, yeah, so I guess I'll just have to keep playing around with wood because laser cutter is very new to me. I just recently got it up and running. It was in my basement for, oh, a good month and a half. And we finally had time to set it up. So it's been fun playing around for sure. So are you going to get yourself your own dollhouse and start filling it with all your fun creations?
1: Um, you know, I, I have a dollhouse that in the meantime, when my husband was wiring our kids' bigger dollhouse, I got one on Marketplace like for like $30. It's a smaller one. And I actually refinished it, like took basically like cut it down to a lot of parts and like rebuilt parts of it and made it more modern. And that was a lot of fun too, is making it different than just the kit made it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did finish that one. And that's what they're actually playing with right now while the other one's still in the shop. But I thought about maybe doing that with that one once the big one is done and the kids can have that one back. But they say they want both of them to be neighbors now. So I don't know about that. (laughs) You're just not going to get any dollhouse. (laughs) No. And I mean, I love seeing all these people's pictures and how great they are. But really, I am not an interior designer. So like, I'm not sure mine would look as good as I would want it to look. You know, like putting the pieces all together to make them all cohesive is a little more difficult for me.
0: Yeah could I can see that for sure so does your nine-year-old like to make them at all have you got her involved
1: she you know when we first um, got it we all sat down with clay and made the different clay items for it like different foods and things so everybody kind of did that at first Um, but interestingly is when she was at school one of her teachers showed her Tinkercad and she started designing on Tinkercad (laughs) So just the other day, we 3D printed her first little item. She made a keychain for herself, but it was a start. So the other, she came to me yesterday and even said, "Oh, I've made a donut and I've made ice cream and now I'm making bunk beds." So that's so cool. Yeah, so she's the 3D printing. Um, she's very interested in that. Um, but we also made a you know like one of those little kits that they sell. Um, that it's not necessarily like a play but it's like a a scene set up it's like a house with all of the stuff in it okay, it looks yeah. like it's scene, and it's just like for decoration mm-hmm. kind of thing um they're very small we did one of those and recently finished it and she did the majority of that with me and she did enjoy it mm-hmm. so I think I think she would like given an opportunity of saying here's your house how do you want to do it I think she would really enjoy that and where did you get those scenes that you were just talking about is it like the an- house? actually that when um it was a while back like it was some giveaway on Instagram okay that somebody did and gave it away and we actually won it and so I gave it to her and said I'm gonna help you you know you're gonna do it, about I'll help you with it and we kind of did that together well, that's cool. She's going to
0: be the next generation of miniaturist, right? To take a yeah, could be a hobby alive. <laughs> that's right. That's so cool. So, where can someone find you if they want to have you make them a piece for their their mini
1: scenes? Um, Instagram and also Etsy, either one. Like I I take messages on all of them, um, okay. and then just just ask. Really, I mean just ask, show me a picture and tell me pro- like approximate size. And then we go from there.
0: And it's Dabble Dibs. So can you explain a little bit? Is there any
1: story on that name? Um, Kind of. Actually, I mean, I've been kind of going into some different kinds of crafts and stuff throughout the years. Um, my mother-in-law is very, very much into craft stuff. So Whenever I showed a slight interest in something, she'd always be bringing me something. Oh, try this, do that. Um, so years ago, I had thought about doing an Etsy store, and so I put one on there, but I never actually listed anything, and I never actually opened it. But because I had no real like goal or um, specific purpose, I was doing all different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So it, the name just came to me. It was like dabble. You know, you like kind of dabble in this in different things and then there's like and then somebody else was like isn't it dibble and I was like well dabble dibs is just kind of where it came is like I'm into a little bit of this a little bit of that um but then like I said this store I never actually opened anything and it just hung out there Mm -hmm. until this last year um like well that's what it is so (laughs) it just kind of
0: stuck and it's still you're dabbling in woodworking and 3D printing Mm -hmm. so it still fits so Mm -hmm. is your mother-in-law into miniatures
1: no uh no she's more like um scrapbooking type stuff like paper and different things like that and I think she's even doing some like um, wind chimes like metal so something very different but she's always really into craft stuff and always bringing my kids things to make craft wise so I feel like we have just about every kind of craft thing you could want is in our house somewhere.
0: Cause I'm like, that would be cool from, you know, your mother-in-law just kept bringing your miniatures
1: to your house and oh,
0: yeah. have to work with. And
1: I'd be, Yeah, cool. that, no, that's why this is really random. Like, I don't know anybody that does it. Um, I never saw anybody do it. It's just, like I said, I, I mean, over a year ago you would have ever said you're going to start making miniatures. I'd be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, there's no way. <laughs>
0: You're a crafty nurse. I love it. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and maybe this is your way of, you know, for me, it's therapeutic. It's a stress reliever. I, So I think that's for a lot of people. So maybe that could be yours
1: too.
0: Oh, well, thank definitely. you again for meeting with me and sharing all your wisdom and tips and tricks. Again, I can't believe you've only been doing this for a year. So I can't wait to see what is in store for you next, you know, in another year, you're you're off yeah. run running already so we'll see no <laughs> and i will um, put all the links and everything so people can find you and maybe you can make their okay. next creation
1: yeah i would love it i mean really i really really do like getting those requests because it's kind of like another challenge and i get so excited about it and i definitely um appreciate you call you uh getting in touch with me too this is fun
0: Oh yeah, no problem. I love to just meet new miniatures and you know new people, and it's just amazing to hear their stories and how they got started, and hopefully keep us happy alive, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely. It seems like it is. It's thriving.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if one thing from COVID, one good thing, it's that it, miniatures are thriving again. So.
1: Yeah, because you can put in the house. You don't have to leave.
0: <laughs> well, thank you again. Enjoy your day.
1: You too. Thank you. Okay. Bye.